You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome into Socks in the Basement. Pull up a stool at my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. So much to talk about. 30 minutes of socks for fans, by fans. My name is Chris. At the other end of the bar is my buddy Dave, friends for over 40 years. And I don't think we've ever seen something that we witnessed here in the last 48 hours with the Chicago White Sox before. Because a decision was made based upon what was right for the team and not upon feelings and not upon, like, we're friends with this person or we're loyal to him because of a World Series or, or anything like that. It was just so odd, and it's all brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. Family Waterproofing Solutions, veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. They got great socks in the basement deals. Ask about them, and uh, they're even coming over here tomorrow because I had a little bit of water in the basement. The first thing I thought of was Family Waterproofing Solutions. So next week I'll be able to tell you how it all worked out because we're getting some we're getting some stuff down here in the, in the basement taken care of tomorrow morning. FAMWS.com. Okay, Ricky Renteria is fired. Don Cooper's fired. The rest of the staff is in flux. It's going to be based upon what the new managerial hire wants. There's so much to break down before I give my breakdown, Dave, because it's a little involved. I want to know what your <laughs> you initial you thoughts are. You're going to be long-winded today? I Ima- might be a little long-winded on this Ima- one. Ju- imagine that. Wow. <laughs> what the hell are you saying? Um, we have witnessed over the last 48 hours some of the most un-White Sox behavior that I have ever seen, Chris. They, they First of all, they fired someone, okay? But not only did they fire someone, they fired two people. Not only did they fire two people, but they fired a coach who had been there since, like, geez, since your, since before your daughter was born. Don Cooper was in the organization in 1980. So, There's a guy who had 40 years with the same so, organization. So, so, so this and won a, a World Series. Right. And there's a picture of him so, during the ALCS with four guys that all threw complete games. I thought I was going to get to talk. I'm okay. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, no, we've witnessed some of the most unwhite Sox. It is so not what the like the White Sox to do this. We're not going to beat the dead horse that is Ricky Renteria's shortcomings as a manager because this show, as well as just about every other you know non-sanctioned White Sox <laughs> outlet. Sanctioned ones a little bit different, but yeah, the non-sanctioned ones. Yeah, no, right, no, about every non-sanctioned White Sox podcast, blog, vlog, whatever you want to call it, we've all seen this. And so his shortcomings as a manager have been well-documented. We don't need to get into it. It's really funny because I am, I was shocked when it happened. And, you know, then I started kind of reading some local media and some national media. They were just as surprised as I was. It, it was funny, like there was a national, I forget what it was, but there was just a, there was a national publication who was covering the Ricky Renteria firing and they were just like shocked that the White Sox actually did this. I think the, I think the words they used were the White Sox finally put their big boy pants on and acted like a, a large market team, you know, and then I listened to Rick Hahn's press conference and, you know, it was really funny. I didn't see the whole thing, but I turned it right on as uh, someone had asked a question. I forget the reporter who had asked the question, 
uh, in the Zoom call, did this have anything to do with metrics and or lack of decision-making based on metrics? And of course, Han vehemently denied that. But you know, Chris, I mean, you know that's what it is, is the fact that, you know, you'd have Ricky Renteria making these calls both in-game and with the lineup and roster that are more based off of his gut or his feelings or, you know, out of respect to certain players because of previous accomplishments. And the organization wasn't having any of it. So I was shocked. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the man, what the, um, the manager search is going to bring. I know you've got some thoughts on that. Good for the Sox. Good for the White Sox for actually pulling up their bootstraps and acting like a, a large market team who wants to win right now. Well, first off, you touched on something before I get into why Ricky Renteria was fired, because Rick Hahn told us why Ricky Renteria was fired. Scott Merkin came on the show. We asked him about Rick Renteria. You could tell that Scott understood Ricky was making mistakes, just didn't believe the organization would move on from him. Chris Zwick, Yahoo Sports on this show, thought Ricky Renteria should be fired. He was two weeks into the season. He's huh, telling us right. they should fire this guy. Right. Okay. He was dead on. But again, nobody believed it was going to happen. You and I called for it in the first month of this shortened season, but we didn't believe it was going to happen. And he had improved in some of his decision making, even though he wasn't completely perfect. He had made mistakes in the postseason, but things improved in the postseason. So I was convinced that they were probably never going to move on. But from then, it. but then, Chris, the the end of season collapse and the the complete head scratching decisions that were made in game two and three of the Oakland series. You know, Han might deny that that's what had anything to do with it. I, I don't buy it. You will not hear me, nor do I suspect anyone with the organization to share with you anything negative about Ricky Renteria in terms of factors in this decision. Uh, we've had conversations, Ricky and I, uh, Jerry and Ricky, Kenny and Ricky for, for literally years about how the final stages of this will go. Uh, and over the last few months and weeks, Ricky and I have had very candid conversations about where we're at as an organization and what we need to do to get to the next level. And again, we mutually decided that now was the right time to uh, make the change in that position. This isn't about any of the decision making in game three of the wild card series. This isn't about anything that happened over the last couple of weeks after we clinched our uh, position into the playoffs. This is, again, based upon where we are as an organization and what we need to do to take that next step. This is not how we wanted this to end. We wanted it to end with Ricky leading us to championships. That was the intent from the start. Uh, over time, again, through very candid and quite frankly, personal conversations about where this organization is, what our time horizon is, what we need to do to win in October and get to that final ultimate goal, it became evident that it was time to make a change. No, it's, I think, somewhat based upon the relationship that we have, that we're able to have sort of honest conversations about where we're at, what we need to do to get better, as well as the time horizon for doing that and the length of time that we foresee us being together and why. So again, I don't want to get too deep into 
personal conversations about fit and, and longevity and the length of this potential window and, and just let you know, he and I have talked for years about how this potentially ends. And it was always with the hope and the goal of we were us winning a championship together, the White Sox and Reiki. Obviously, this that, that didn't happen. This isn't the ideal ending from that standpoint, but it's one that we have talked about previously. Rick Hahn is the greatest at lawyer speak of anybody that I've ever heard speak. I, I know plenty <laughs> of lawyers and they try to lawyer speak, but Rick Hahn is the greatest lawyer speaker in all the history of lawyer speak. He is not a dishonest person, though, in my opinion. I think when Rick Hahn is talking, he is almost bound to a code. Like, I've dealt with attorneys before. I was part of a, a union with the Cook County Sheriff's Police, and I dealt with an attorney whose entire job was to make sure we lost every arbitration case that we were ever in and kept us at the lowest amount of money he could possibly keep us in. But when under oath or when trying to describe things to an arbitrator, the guy never lied. He just found a way to craft what he was saying very carefully so he didn't ruin his own case. That's kind of how Rick Hahn talks to the media and when he addresses things. So when I heard what Rick had to say, I came to a conclusion as to why Ricky Renteria was fired. So give me, give me just a moment here to explain this to you. For you, I'll give you two moments. Thank you. First off, the immediate question was, well, did they fire him because of the last week of the season? Did they fire him because of what he did in the postseason? And Han goes, no, no, nothing had happened in the last week of the season. Nothing had happened in the postseason affected this decision. Now, you might say, well, that's ridiculous because that's immediately when my father called me up on the phone and yelled over the phone. That's insane. They obviously were ticked off at what he did. They saw what we saw. That's why they fired him. But no, see, I don't think Rick Han's lying there. I think he already knew he was moving on from Rick Renteria. Right. One of the most interesting things that Han says, and he says it multiple times when trying to deflect questions, is that this came from a culmination of conversations that he had had with Rick Renteria back when he was hired, over the past few years, preseason, in-season, postseason, after-season. It was a culmination. Now, we've always sat there and said, who makes the lineups? And we've always said, Rick Renteria in front of Rick Hahn said, he makes the lineups. And people say, well, how do you know that's true? Well, just imagine this for a moment, Dave. What if it's possible that we have a manager who was hired because his philosophy was, I want to make players better. I want to be a teacher. Remember, he said that several times at SoxFest. I've seen him do it in interviews as well. I'm a teacher. I'm a mentor. I want to make them into better players. I want to get them over the hump with things. And he's hanging on the guys who aren't performing, but that's fine when you're building. Then the organizational philosophy changes and Ricky doesn't change. I think what happened was, and what Han is trying to tell you is, everything that he and Renteria discussed throughout their entire relationship with each other, he knew that Renteria would eventually have to change his philosophy, and this year, Renteria couldn't do it. He used the word change many times right. in the press conference. He couldn't change his philosophy. So he was putting guys in the lineup a team trying to win every single game, every single situation, trying to win every single series, a team whose focus is win as many games as humanly possible would not do. He was still mentoring. He was still like, well, I got to get this guy going. Well, I got to do this. But if you're in a win now feeling, which I believe Han is in now. Oh, absolutely. Obvious, absolutely now. You either do well 
or you fall right off the train as it rides by. If you're not good enough to be on the team, you don't get second chances, third chances, 12th chances, 20th chances. You don't get that. It's perform or you don't make it on this team. We're a different team now. This isn't our, your bring me your, your, your downtrodden, your retreads, your, your people that need to figure out how to play the game of baseball the right way. No, no, no. You either do it or you're out. And you had a manager that wasn't thinking that way. And then during the press conference, you get tweets that are coming out from baseball reporters saying specifically they had talked to veterans within the organization. I read this too. I read this. I read this too. You, I was going to touch on this, but I'm glad you did because I read this this morning. Who were mad that Renteria was sticking with guys when they weren't doing their job, was trying too hard to get everybody going, who were disappointed in the way that he was running his, working his clubhouse. And then you listen to, I'm going to finish this up real quick so you can jump in. Then you listen to what Han is saying. And essentially what Han is saying, and that's where the wording comes from, mutually agreed to. Right. Because that conversation went like this, folks. It went very similar to this. Rick, we need to win now. I don't want you doing that. Well, I think what's best for a team long term is that we continue to work with these guys because there are some guys here who could really contribute. Just they're not contributing now. I don't agree with you, Ricky. Well, I don't agree with you, Rick. This is how I'd like to run the team. Well, then maybe we shouldn't be working together anymore. Well, maybe we shouldn't. Mutually agreed to. Okay. That's that if you listen to what Han said and you listen to what came out of the clubhouse and you listen to and you look at what happened this year, it was an organizational philosophy and the manager never changed. And renter and, and that's why Han expresses, I always wanted him to be there at the end. And unfortunately it didn't work out because he thought Renteria would change. And he's only this type of manager. The mindset of the organization changed this year, 2020, when you have First of all, a bunch of money that you've spent on free agents, number one. Number two, you have a shortened season with an expanded playoff. That means anybody can win so long as you get in. With the right attitude and decision-making from the manager, you could have very well gone a lot deeper with this team into the playoffs than you did. That's when it changed. It changed when the whole dynamic of baseball changed when you've sunk all of this money into players, when you've you've given long-term contracts to, you know, Grendahl and and Keichel, you've spent money on free agents, when you've you've locked in your core, you know, your Luis Robert, your Eloy Jimenez, your your Jose Abreu's, right? When you've locked these guys in for three, four, five, six, seven years in some cases, and your players that you're spending all that money on who are there to win are griping about the decisions that the manager is making, you have to listen. What did Don Paul say on this show just a few weeks ago? Players know when the wrong guys are being played, and it aggravates them. They talk about it in the bullpen. They talk about it in the dugout. Yes. They don't understand why so-and-so's in the lineup. He, it was, he literally said that on this show, a former player, when we were talking about Edwin Encarnacion. It's really interesting, too, because, you know, when I read that comment, about or that tweet about the players, the guy I immediately thought of was Dallas Keuchel. It's funny. I'll pose this question. That's why Coop's gone. I'll pose this question to you. Dallas Keuchel comes out after a week or two of the season where the Sox are playing badly, and he calls out the players. But was he really? Was he calling out the players? 
Or was it kind of like he was calling out the decision-making on the part of the coaches? Because you're not going to do that publicly. Socks in the basement listeners, do the hard work. And if you're a hard-working man or woman on the south side, you need to be outfitted properly. And that's why you should visit Red Wing Shoes in Evergreen Park, New Lenox, and Geneva. A work boots specialty store that carries sizes from 6 to 16 and feet as wide as 4E. A 115-year-old company that came out of Red Wing, Minnesota, and one of its largest stores in the entire Midwest is in Evergreen Park, Illinois, ever since 1976. When you're on your feet, the footwear is everything. So why not get an expert fitting? They warranty, repair, and offer free conditioning with laces. And they also carry Carhartt work clothing as well. Located at 3347 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park, Illinois, at 208 East Maple Street on Route 30 in New Lenox, or at 1749 South Randall Road in Geneva. Visit them today. You work hard. You've earned it. Red Wing Shoes. Let me give you a Dallas Keuchel timeline. Dallas Keuchel, a former Cy Young Award winner and a World Series champion, even though it's tainted because it's the Astros sign-stealing team. He he isn't stealing signs. No, he's not. He's, he's a pitcher. The, right, he's a pitcher. But let's, let's just give a Dallas Keuchel timeline of this year. He does the calling out thing, which could very easily be not only for players, but, but for coaches. the manager and the yeah. coaches. He gets asked on Sunday Night Baseball what he's learned from Don Cooper, and he, on live television, avoids the question. Okay? Then... Dallas Keuchel is left in, in the middle of September, for I believe 114 pitches. The most amount of pitches he's thrown in one single game in over two years. And has back trouble afterwards. In a 9-0 game, he's sent back out in the 8th inning. It's already coming out because this always happens after a firing. So you never hear this stuff beforehand. This is what I always laugh about with reporters. They're so afraid of losing their access to the team that they sit on these things, when in reality it would give you incredible insight as to what's going on because people didn't learn about this yesterday, but it's out there now, is that Keiko was pissed that he was still in that game for 114 pitches, and he was pissed that he was sent back out there afterwards. And then he got back trouble and had to be put on the IL, and he was none too happy about that. All right? So now... Here comes, you got a veteran who's clearly the leader. I mean, imagine, like, there were so many little memes about him standing there with the angry look on his face, like the big brother watching Lucas Giolito in game one of the postseason, and everybody laughed about it, all right? But you brought in a vet, and you brought in Grandalu's a vet, and they may not have meshed in any way with your pitching coach. In fact, I saw Coop out on the mound less than I ever saw him per game this year. Right. there, It was almost like, leave us alone. These guys are vets, and they did it a different way. You got brought guys from outside the organization that were already established, and they weren't going to adjust to what Don Cooper was doing. But now, after the firing, the first guy who sends out a tweet about Ricky and Coop and says, thank you so much for all you've done, good luck in your future endeavors, basically, is Dallas Keuchel. And the guy who follows him is his little brother now, who he's mentoring, Lucas Giolito. That is the dynamic in the pitching staff right now. There is a reason Don Cooper is no longer with this team, 
because you didn't spend this money and construct this team for it not to be run the right way. Rick Hahn went out and got guys and put them together to let Renteria do platoons, to have Dyson on, out there in, on, de, on defense late in games. Renteria wasn't doing it all the time. He wasn't pinch running the right guys. He's throwing Yomer Sanchez out there in the ninth inning to pinch run and leaving Dyson on the bench. And then he doesn't use Dyson as a defensive replacement in the bottom half of the inning. And it was unexplainable. He was given, and Don Cooper was given, Different types of players and the ability to use their knowledge and drive a Cadillac. And they were driving the Cadillac up on the curb. And that's why they're not there anymore. Right. Best candidate or the ideal candidate is going to be someone who has experience with a championship organization in, in recent years. Recent October experience with a championship organization would, would be ideal. I want the White Sox to be forward thinking. I don't want them to be like, hey, this guy worked for us in the past. Let's rehire. Let's get the band back together. So how would you think about the fact that even though they don't want Ozzie Guillen, Bob Nightingale is reporting and it has now popped up on many different websites that Tony La Russa is in the running to be the manager of the White Sox. (laughs) They just got up from his stool and walked around it. (laughs) Is Tony La Russa still alive? He's not in rehab Last somewhere? manager in 2011, three-time World Series champion, has turned down multiple jobs, according to reports, because he would only take one job, and it turns out it would be the White Sox job. Nightingale's reporting the Sox will talk to him. Now, it doesn't fit what Han said with no, recent World no. Series championships, Han unless wants- the thing is like within the last 10 years and he barely makes it on a line. But this could be a Reinstorf's like, I want to talk to Tony. It could be something like that. It could be a smokescreen. It could be. I always thought Bob Nightingale was Kenny Williams' guy. So he's like, he's like, hey, Bob, report this. I want to put a little pressure on. Let's see if we can get people excited about Tony. That's who I'd like to have in here. You don't know. This could be something subversive happening. I think, and there's a list out right now based upon rumors. There's a list out of the top five managerial candidates. So I know who three of them are. Okay. So, so this was put out by Lamont Pope who's the new beat writer for the Chicago Tribune for the White Sox. Uh, He just came on, I believe, at the beginning of this year. We haven't talked to him. We might have to have him on at some point. But he put out a list of the top candidates. Number five on the list is La Russa because of the Nightingale report. So you can tell that Pope is like, please no. I have to put it on this list because I have to report it, but please, please no. The number four guy is a guy by the name of Joe Espada, who was recently interviewed for the Cubs managerial position just before, right after 2019, when they decided after to go the with their Madden former catcher. Thing. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, he followed Alex Cora as the Astros bench coach and is currently their bench coach. He's been a third base coach uh, as well for the Marlins and for the Yankees. Now, Han was not specific about a guy with managerial experience. See, I thought he was. But I want a guy with managerial no, experience see, I because this is right now the best job available in Major League Baseball. Chris, I disagree with you. I I thought I read somewhere in a quote or a tweet that Han specifically is asking for managerial experience. All right, well, then that guy's out. Sandy Alomar Jr. is the number three possibility, according to Pope. Now, he's been the bench coach for the Indians. They pay him a little extra. And he filled in for Francona, who was injured this year, and actually managed that Indians team. So he does have some managerial experience. The Sox have always loved Sandy Alomar Jr. He's a former catcher. Oh, well, they love they love anybody with the last name of Alomar. He may stay in that organization just because he loves that organization. Okay, but that's guy that's a possibility. Alex Cora is the second one. 
Now, here's the guy I have a real problem with. I do too. But I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to bring in the number one possibility, which is AJ Hinch as well. AJ Hinch is the the number one. He's had four playoff appearances, two trips to the World Series, and won a World Series in 2017. Now, Hinch is the manager of the Astros during the sign stealing scandal. He and Cora both get suspended for a year as a result of it. But Hinch but here's- Hinch was upset about it broke the machine several times, you know, was verbal with the players about how he didn't want it, but never reported it to his manager. It shows a sign of weakness that he let the players run over him. That's a bad mark against him, but he wasn't actually the cheat. Now, Cora is the cheat. Yes. He came up with the whole system, and let's be honest, he didn't really get to manage. So he doesn't really have managerial experience. He's a bench coach. He was hired by the Red Sox and fired by the Red Sox before he ever got to manage any games. So we don't even know what his thing is, and he was the guy who was the cheat. Now, I'm going to say this, and I want to hear what you have to say. Sure. Would you rather have the guy who was the cheater but was doing everything he could to win? He might be ugly, but he was doing everything he could to win. Or would you rather have the guy who has the managerial experience in the postseason but was too weak? to stop what was going on, even though he thought it was wrong. This happened, Chris, to a similar, the very similar situation uh, to a team that I follow, or, you know, loosely outside of baseball. Uh, my wife's team, the Saints, you know, you'll remember the, the New bo- Orleans you'll, Saints. You'll remember the oh, bounty game. Yes. Yeah. So Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, was really the guy behind all of that. Sean Payton. Bounty gate. Right, yeah, yeah, bounty gate. Yeah. Sean Payton knew about it, let it go on, but was never, was never the mastermind behind it, but he never, he never reported it because he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to out his own guys. So to me, it's a similar situation to that. I would rather have, I would rather have the guy who didn't. You'd rather have Sean Payton than Greg Williams. I'd rather have Sean Payton than Greg Williams. Okay. And I think pretty much any, any NFL team would, would tell you that. Okay. As far as. If they were hiring head coach and both of those guys were available at the same time, you would see Sean Payton get the job over Greg Williams any day of the week. And I would add on to the, this. Throughout my life, uh, sometimes when I was in radio, I also worked for this company up in Evanston for a couple of years and then eventually became a 9-1 dispatcher with the Cook County Sheriff's Police and became the midnight supervisor in one of the busiest counties in the entire country. My last job as a boss, overwhelmingly, not everybody, nobody always likes you, but most people really like my managerial style. I didn't let people walk all over me and I could still be a good boss, but I learned that from failing at the ones beforehand. For me to sit there and say the first time that I was ever a boss, that I was good at it would be an absolute lie. No, I was an absolute joke. I still know people from back then who laugh about what a tyrant I was or how I would let somebody walk over me or I would make a bad decision when I was younger. And getting into trouble, making mistakes, getting yelled at by my bosses, even getting fired one time. Those are the things that taught me so that when I went in and took that supervisor job, I had all that experience. A.J. Hinch made a terrible mistake, but he is not the cheater. And I am not going to fully excuse him But I also don't think that the man should be discounted because of it, because if he did learn from it, 
That's one hell of a candidate. Now, I don't know if he's the right guy. And five years from now, you might sit there and say, Chris, remember when you said that? It turns out he was an, he was a jerk again, and the White Sox are mired in some sort of scandal, and it's all because of A.J. Hinch. Right. Okay? But I would much rather have him than Alex Cora. If we got Alex Cora instead of A.J. Hinch, I would be disappointed if Hinch was still out there. And when you look at the jobs currently available, White Sox, Red Sox, Tigers, and you are a manager, and you get to pick which organization you want to be with right now, Oh, you, easily. The Red Sox, look, the Red Sox are a high-profile gig, yes, but they're a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. The Tigers, not a high-profile gig by any stretch. And they're, they're way, ways behind the White they're Sox. They're a little, they're they're not a, they're not right. the dumpster fire that the Red Sox do have, are. Do they have a Luis Robert? No, no, they don't, they're not. <laughs> the thing is, is they're not, they're, they're, they are a mediocre, they're a middling team at best for a while. They're a few years behind the White the Sox. The best on the job in baseball, yeah. I would contend, is the Chicago White Sox. The best guy to help you take care of your family, that's David Miller from New York Life. For 175 years, New York Life Insurance Company has lived by the belief that love is more than a feeling. It's an action. You put your love into action, starting with a simple phone call to your local New York Life agent, David Miller. He can be reached right now. Big Sox fan, Big Sox in the basement fan. He is as shocked as the rest of us that Ricky Renteria is no longer the manager and that Coop is out. 773-957-3630. 773-957-3630 or go to NewYorkLife.com. He will make sure your needs and the needs of your family are Always come first. Even if some people are saying that if the Dodgers lose, Dave Roberts could be out in Los Angeles, I would take him in a heartbeat because I think he's a good manager who just had some bad luck. Well, if okay? they, I mean, if that's but, the if that's the, even if, if that's he became, the case, even if the Dodgers job became available, you could make an argument that the White Sox is a better job just because of the potential and the long term plan that's there. But then again, the Dodgers have nothing but money. So, okay, maybe well, the Dodgers have a number one job. I was going to say, well, that if, might be the only job. That might be the only job that comes available that's better than a White Sox job. And we really should get our pick. And now here's the interesting thing, Dave, and this is something people don't know about or maybe haven't realized because of the suspensions, Cora and Hinch cannot talk to anybody until the day after the World Series ends. So, so you're going to see if that Dodgers job is open anyway. And, and then, and then and, if and it is. why not talk to LaRusa now? Because you got to get used to interviewing people. Right. You might as well talk to an old friend. I don't think LaRusa is a candidate. I think LaRusa is an old friend that's going to come in that Rick Hahn's going to interview so that after he walks out of there and he goes, man, I should have asked this, this, and this, he's ready for when Hinch comes walking in the door right. the day after the World Series. Right. And the nice advantage to waiting until after. The World Series before you talk to anybody is at that point you'll know if Dave Roberts is going to be ousted in Los Angeles or not. So you could pick up the phone and go talk to him the day that it happens. It will be very very interesting. I honestly believe the White Sox right now are practicing with coaching candidates until they can talk to AJ Hinch. And getting rid of Don Cooper is a signal that you get to pick your own staff. Right. Unless, of course, you get rid of Kenny's old roommate, Daryl Boston. you got to find some place for him. Maybe he sits at the end of the bench with a whistle. I don't know. But get ready, potential managers. Daryl Boston needs to be doing something. He's literally the guy that tells Kenny everything that's going on in your clubhouse. Allegedly. <laughs> so he's the... Wait. So he's the whistle... He's the, he's the whistleblower? He's the- <laughs> 
literally, quite literally, the wi the whistleblower. Daryl needs a job. He's the one guy not sweating right now. He's the one guy not sweating. Roll, listen, make him, make him a team ambassador along with Harold Baines. Just roll him out there at White Sox appearances and cut him a paycheck. Come on. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.